is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Wake and Bake from San Diego, where sports betting meets marijuana. I'm Leaf. And I'm Low. And here's Chess. Thanks a lot, guys. It, it, you know what? It doesn't matter what time of year it is. There's always going to be a decent return on your investment when you join Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk Wes here on Wake and Bake. Now, Wes, I made a decision this week. You want to know what it is? What is it? We're not changing the name. We're going to stay with Saturdays in Canada no matter what time of year it is because you and I are always going to be covering something, whether it's hockey, basketball, whatever we're talking about. Out of respect for how much the CFL gets us through the summer with having football by the pool, they deserve to have Saturdays in Canada all year long. I no arguments. I thought that was a good decision to make. Okay, so what are we going to talk about this week? Well, how about we talk about some playoffs? If you've never watched CFL, you've got to watch it as it's football. Don't worry about what the hell the guys are doing. Don't worry about any of that stuff. You'll figure that stuff out. You're, I'm telling you right, you're going to be going to the fridge, right, Wes? And they come back and your team has a point. And you have no idea why your team has a point. So then you go to the bathroom and you come back. And you're looking at a football game where the score is one to one. You just got to let that stuff go. You got to just relax and you look at the hits, you look at the passes, you look at the catches. There's some good football players, Wes, on those fields. These are some interesting playoffs. I made a bold prediction a few weeks ago that you and I shared. Toronto Argos right. yeah. was, was going to win the whole thing. What's fun about the CFL is in order to win the whole thing, well, you're in the Grey Cup, you know, and with a first round bye, you just got to win one game to get to the Grey Cup. And so the first game of the day is Toronto and, and Montreal. And it, it's a three and a half point spread. I, I do like Toronto uh, to win it, obviously, to support the thesis of Toronto winning the whole thing. Uh, now, they're laying three and a half points. What's interesting here is first two times these teams played each other, it was a one point differential. Chaz, you've known me for many years, and I will continue to, to believe and, and, and speak that if you don't like three and a half points, you don't like laying three and a half for Toronto, well, that probably means you like Montreal. And if you have to buy a point, probably means you like the other guy. Probably means you want to be on the other side and take the points. I don't have the guts to lay the points or to take the points on Montreal. I believe Toronto's winning this game. I'm going to take a page out of your soccer soccer approach and I'm going to take the money line. I'm taking Toronto money line. I'm laying the minus 180. I think it's safe. Uh, the three and a half, these two teams, they just beat each other up uh, really badly. And and they they know each other well. McLeod Bethel Thompson for Toronto is having the, the best season out of any quarterback in the league. Uh, he, you know, he can owe a little bit of that to the Nathan Rourke injury and, and, and everything else, the pace he was on. I like Toronto to win this, and I, I really do like Toronto to go on and win the Grey Cup. And at this point, you can still catch it at plus 400. They finished the season playing back-to-back games, right? They did. So and they played, I mean, they played like in week two in June. We talked about being by the pool and watching that game. And then they played the final two, and they were all close games, every single one of them. Two of them were one-point games, like you mentioned, and the last time out, Montreal week one. But, of course, that was the last week of the season. I don't think it mattered for Toronto, right? It didn't matter for Toronto, and it did matter for Montreal because it secured Montreal that, that, that first-round home game matchup against Hamilton. All right, so let's do this. You know what I want to do? I want to go into your banners because we got Join West on Chicago Options Traders with the Sports Betting Weekly Code and get all access. Uh, and and that is, let's see, that Join West on Chicago Options Traders, that is tonight. Don't you do that call today, Thursdays? We do that on Thursday. So this show comes out on Saturday. So Saturday, you need to write down Thursday of next week, which would be uh, the 17th, and then the 24th. I don't know about Thanksgiving. You, you might not do a uh, – you're going to do a show on Thanksgiving, or you try to squeeze that one in Wednesday? No. Yeah. No, yeah. We're not doing it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, you definitely want to check that out. The other aspect of what we deal with with Wes is the fact that he is a uh, Kansas City Chiefs season ticket holder. Chief so let's do this. We're going we're gonna to get this one up there because I know you were kind enough to send us the picture from last week's game. 
Yeah, and that was from the Budweiser tent, if I remember correctly. It, it is. It is a wild environment. I mean, the, the Bud has been sponsoring a, a VIP tailgate area for for many years, and the, you know those listeners that have never been to Arrowhead, you know, it, it's the baseball stadium and the football stadium are in the same parking lot. Uh, there's an estimated, you know, a hundred plus thousand people tailgating for a game that only seats seventy two, seventy three thousand, but. Uh, there, there's just this massive tailgate village with live music and, uh, you know, Bud comes out and they kind of use everybody as guinea pigs for their new promotional products. They charge free 99, which is a fantastic price for, for any type of beverage. And they provide really good barbecue. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a really cool environment. I mean, it is, you are elbows to elbows with, with other people and, and it's all Chiefs fans singing and tomahawk chopping. What's nice is to your team wins because, you know, the, the pregame parties are not as much fun when your team is 2-7. and seven. I have a strategy at Arrowhead where I always park very far away right by the exit and I know how to get there. So what, I, what cost me in the walk to the car, which I don't really mind the extra steps, but I take the walk back to the car so that it's a very easy, it's a very easy uh, departure once you get into the car. Now, I've had some cold walks back to the car. I'm I'm working on a decade as a season a season ticket holder for the Chiefs, and so like we, there's been some tough ones, like you know the penalty against the Patriots, you know some Alex Smith tough ones where we couldn't get in field goal range. So the walk back to the car. So it I, we, I've earned my Chiefs victory walks back to the car that we have these days. There, there you go. Yeah, and you know what? Well, when you got to walk backwards, you know it's cold. When we get back from break, we're going to talk a little bit about the, the second game. We're talking a little bit more about the CFL Grey Cup final, and we're going to talk a little about Prop Swap here on Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West on Wake and Bake. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West, and we have made the executive decision that uh, going forward, no matter what we're talking about, it's going to remain to be called Saturdays in Canada, even when we're not talking about Canada, even when it's not Saturday, it'll always be Saturday, but work with me on that one, because again, if you give me football in June, I'll name my children after you. I don't know if I would name my child CFL, but I could come up with, hey, you know, after my last name, so I could work out some, I could work out something there. I'll figure it out. So, Wes, we we talked about the first game Sunday. Now, these are both Sunday, which, you know what? Here's the thing. There's a few other football games on Sunday, but if you want to win, I guarantee you got a better shot of winning with the CFL than you do with the NFL right now because that NFL, I mean, we're covering it every weekend. It's a tough one. It's a tough one, even with guys like John from GMF Sports and Blackhawk West. But the CFL, you know what? We're down to the cream of the crop. What do you like in that second game? It's BC at Winnipeg. So we've we've been talking together, you and I, CFL, and following it for, for a couple of years now. It feels like longer because we lost out to 2020, but, but we've learned – that it is not good for your health to bet against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We've learned that. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm leaning the other side on this one. I'm looking at this game, and you have to go back to October 8th since Winnipeg has played meaningful football, and and specifically their their quarterback Zach Claris. And who did they play on October 8th? They played Edmonton. So we've been fading Edmonton, betting against them, making making bank every single week by betting against Edmonton. So I don't know that we can call that meaningful football. And so you now going back into September to find a game that truly, because Winnipeg has just run away with it. They've been stacking up wins. Now I'm going to go back to last year. And and so they, they had a very similar scenario last year where they, they ran away with the division. They locked up the, the number one seed. They locked up the bye early. And the first game that they came out in the playoffs, uh, Zach Kolaris threw three interceptions, and they struggled to put points up on the board. Now, they have a different wide receiving core. They, they, they no longer have Kenny Lawler, who I have gone on record and said I believe he is still the best wide receiver in the CFL. They no longer have him. Shane, he's pretty banged up. Uh, but I will tell you, if you give Nathan Rourke and these BC Lions extra opportunities, they're going to make you pay. 
and uh, Nathan Rourke came back off the injury. I really like the way that BC handled his return. They they inserted him into the game last week. They didn't overwork him. They gave him opportunity, little chemistry. Uh, he still appears to have that mobility. Uh, I, I think that five points is too many. My approach here, I'm, I'm gonna I'm going three quarters of a unit on the the game with the points, and I'm also gonna gonna lay the the quarter unit to get us to a full unit. To, to the actual money line. It, it's in playoff football, I strongly believe that that you're 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 either laying the points and taking the favorite or you're money line the other side because a lot has to go wrong for the dog to actually cover. So I, I believe BC is gonna win here. I think that we're looking at a, a, a Toronto BC Grey Cup and it'll be nice because the last two have been Hamilton against Winnipeg. So it'll be nice to see some new teams in it and that's gonna be uh, at Mosaic in Saskatchewan. Now, the one thing I will throw out at you is you mentioned a couple months, but I'm going back to August. So in their home games, they played five home games since August. August 25th, they played Calgary. They they gave up 29 points. The week after the next home game, they gave up 20 points. The next home game, they gave up 13 points. The next home game, they gave up 11 points. And the home game, the final home game, which was against B.C., they gave up nine points. So the bottom line is, if you're going to beat this team, you're going to have to keep them from scoring because they don't allow points. And the defense, as you know, is what wins championships. So it's going to be a really, really interesting game. So let's do this. Before we go any further, let me change the banner because what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Buckeyes because of the fact that you're dealing with now a – playoff potential for your team right yeah we are and always the team up north and and how that fares it's always funny to me that you know we're looking at angles for bama to get back in it angles for tennessee to get back in it you know what if what if ohio state plays plays the wolverines and it's a two point point differential do two big 10 teams get in there's never been more than there's never been two teams from another conference outside the sec uh to get into it but uh, you know, Ohio State, you know, I, I was watching that game early last week and they looked terrible. I mean, they looked absolutely terrible and they won by 14. Now we fast forward, Bama lost outright. Tennessee got just smoked. And then you look at the Ohio State looking terrible and winning by 14. That's not so bad anymore, is it? We talked about that the other night with somebody. I was talking about the SEC, and and the bottom line is Tennessee and Georgia are on the same side. It's the same with Ohio State and Michigan. As long as there's only four teams in the playoff and you got two of your best teams in the same division of the uh, same conference, it's going to be a nightmare. I, I don't understand why they can't get it to eight pretty easily. I mean, it really should be that difficult to get it to eight very easily i like four six wouldn't offend me you know if you gave two teams a buy i was listening on on a podcast a couple days ago and and, you know it's a really intelligent opinion that the these conferences that have divisions are doing themselves a disservice the big 12 and the pac 12 they got it right the top two teams are going to that conference championship game but Ohio State, if they win out the rest of their games, woohoo, they get to go play Illinois. <laughs> you know, we're, we're looking at Clemson. Uh, I believe it's Clemson, Wake, and, and Florida State that, that are in the ACC. The prize for winning that division is play North Carolina. That doesn't do anything for them. It works out in the SEC because you got Bama on one side, and, and typically if Bama has a missed one, it's because LSU or Auburn was that good. Uh, but the divisions, it, it's just not good for the conferences. I, I don't think anybody would have a problem with Ohio State and, and and the team up north playing each other two weeks in a row. No, you're absolutely right. And and the bottom line is if they were in different divisions of the same conference, it wouldn't matter. But you know what? we You and I here on Saturdays in Canada can't make that decision. All right, buddy. We're going we're gonna to look to go two for two. And then when we come back next week, we'll be talking some Grey Cup here on Saturdays in Canada with Blackhawk West on Wake and Bake. Thanks again, buddy. Hey. One thing we know 
If we ask our guest who he likes in the NFL, he's pretty much going to say the Steelers every week. It doesn't matter who they're playing or, or, or what this point spread is. But when it comes to football, it's a little bit different when it's soccer time with Hector here on Wake and Big. Now, Hector, it's a weird week because we're dealing with the USL Championship. Of course, your team got knocked out early. I noticed your passion for the USL waned a wee bit when your team got knocked out. Yeah, that tends to happen to me, you know. It's kind of like watch, almost trying to watch a Steeler game this season. I'm kind of half-hearted there now because I know what's going to happen with rookie quarterback. But, yeah, pretty much when your team gets knocked out or just – Flipping on, going back and forth on the channels, and just if there's a great goal, if I see it on Twitter, I'll probably check out the replay on TV. Other than that, I'm just waiting for the final. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, it, it it's got a, you know, we got a good friend that's a Steeler fan. It's a tough time to be a Steeler fan right now. It really this is. This might be the know? first losing season in uh, their head coach's. Career, yeah. yeah. Well, laugh about it because you, you know you're a Steelers fan when you live in San Diego, but your Twitter handle is at SD Steeler, and you know you've been consistent. Go Steelers from the beginning. It's yeah. just like you said. It's just a, it's a tough, tough time to be a Steeler fan. Let's talk a little uh, NFL. We'll talk a little bit World Cup. Then we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk the USL Championship. But so, what what have you seen? I mean, you're, you're a knowledgeable NFL guy. You've been talking to us NFL for years. What are you seeing this year? I mean, you know, we, you know the the team that was a favorite was Buffalo. Then they got beat by the Jets, our quarterback's hurt, Brady's done, it looks like, uh, Favre looks like he's making Brady look good, I mean, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of parity this year, it's not no teams running away, I grew up with the old school, you know, 49ers destroying teams in the 80s, and stuff like that, and then the Cowboys took over for a while, but uh, yeah, man, it's a lot of parity this year, the Chargers are so-so, they're finding ways to scratch out games at the end, that game against Atlanta, they totally should have lost that game on the fumble, but they're getting some lucky bounces, but and they got a big game coming up against San Francisco. I think it got flexed to Sunday night football. So, um, yeah, man, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting to see. And uh, I hope the Steelers, like I was saying, dude, it's going to be growing pains with a rookie quarterback. But that's but nobody's going to be Big Ben in the rookie season when they win like 15-1 and one and stuff like that. So, I think, uh, you know, uh, division for them, I think the Ravens are the favorites. But, you know, it's going to be those, those, those things. But so you got to be the best team. It could be the best team record-wise, but there's so much parity that if you're playing well at the end of the season, that's what counts, being healthy and playing well at the end of the season, even if it's a wild card and you can make a run, you know? It's very true. And you know what? It, it's funny because I talk about it all the time. They really do. They shove the Chargers down our throats, whether we want them to or not. And there's so many times that it's the only game on TV. Now, don't get me wrong. You can stream and yeah. do it. But, you know, anytime you're streaming, and I, and I, I bash Amazon pretty heavily in on my articles about Thursday Night Football because it's not easy to go from one game to another on a stream like it is when you got it on TV. TV, you just hit a button. You go back and forth between the games. But if you got a Thursday night football game on college and a Thursday night football game on the pros and they're both not on TV, then it's a pain in the butt because you got to go out of the stream, go back into the stream. And, and so it, it changes really for me how you watch football. You almost have to have multiple monitors and multiple streams going. And, and it's uh, I have no problem with technology. I just don't want to have to have a hassle just to watch a football game. And we only get football a few months a year, you know? Yeah, I think the Chargers might actually win the battle for L.A. this year. The games that the Rams are losing at the end, the Chargers are winning at the end. But you never know. It's the Chargers, dude. They got that San Diego curse with them. Oh, there's no doubt the Spanos curse is, is alive and well. And, yeah. and the other aspect of it that's real funny is how poorly the Rams fell off after their Super Bowl. Now, Super Bowl teams always fall off, but they're falling off pretty hard. Yeah, their age is starting to show on, on the defensive side. And, uh yeah, well, if they make the playoffs, they'll be dangerous, but it's going to be a tough San Francisco's looking good with uh, McCaffrey now. And uh, I think there's a lot in Seattle's having a hell of a season without uh, Wilson. Anymore. No, look Everybody's at Geno gonna... Smith. I mean, you know, golly gee, the Jets are as good as they are. If they had Geno Smith, maybe they'd be beating Buffalo, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it'll be an interesting, interesting season, but, um, you know, I hope the, 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 the streak for uh, Mike Tomlin continues, at least even if they don't make the playoffs, and at least they can finish 8-8, eight and eight, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, change the banners here. We're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at the fact that you know you join us a lot on uh, the weekend crunch with the guys from uh, WWSRN, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Uh, and when we get John, we we'd, we'd like to talk some World Cup. Now we're close, right? It's it's a couple weeks away. And as you know, it, it's it's without a doubt the biggest thing in soccer every four years. And I, I really believe 
with uh, a lot of the media companies now are following it. I, I really think this year is going to be the biggest year ever. Yeah, man, it's not just for soccer-wise. It's probably for sports-wise. If you compare it with, like, even it beats out NFL, the Super Bowls, it's like only every four – the final for the World Cup gets more ratings than the Super Bowl each year. So, But it's every four years. That's why everybody tunes in. It's the whole freaking planet. Billions of people are watching it. So, yeah, man, I mean, advertising-wise, I know it's expensive to get an ad into the Super Bowl. It'll be 10 times as expensive to get an ad into the World Cup final. But uh, we'll see, man. There's a lot of good teams out there. Like, I mean, obviously, I grew up in Mexico, so I'm an L3 fan, even though they're going to be probably bounced out after the first round. But you never know. Some other streaky as hell. And the U.S. has a good team, supposedly, this year. But, you know, you know, it's, they play in CONCACAF, both of them. They don't have a lot of – it's the rivalries between them, maybe Costa Rica here and there. But they don't play like the big guys like Brazil, Argentina, and the European team. So it's kind of like boxing. You you – you, you fight to the level of your competition. So if you don't have a lot of really strong competition each year, then you're going to stay at that level. So, yeah, they might make it out of the group stage, the U.S. and Mexico. But, you know, I'm picking, obviously, I'm going with the favorites, you know, Brazil, Argentina, England's got a good year. So we'll see. Yeah, and you mentioned the 10X. It's the same way with, with betting. I mean, you know, the, if a million dollars gets bet on the Super Bowl, $10 million gets bet on the World Cup. But it's only every four years. That still makes it $2.5 million. It's still two to three times bigger per yeah. year than the uh, Super Bowl ever will be because it's, you know, it's not a North America, United States world. It's a, it's a, a global soccer world. Yeah, and I hope they stay away from the politics, politics this time because – the U.S. group has Iran in it, and last time Iran and the U.S. played in the World Cup, they had like a three-hour special on the whole 1979 hostage crisis with the Shah and and Yalatollah Khomeini. Dude, we don't need to see that. We know the history of it. Let's just watch the game, dude. Come on. I know. You just want, oh, you want us some soccer. And that's what you get yeah. here on Soccer Time on Wake and Bacon. When we come back, we're going to see what, what our San Diego loyal guy thinks about the USL championship. We'll be right back. It's soccer time with Hector here on Wake and Bake. Now, Hector, we went through the USL uh, regular season. We went through the USL uh, uh, playoffs, and it was so obvious that as soon as the loyal got knocked out, I could see your passion for the USL just dwindling down. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I kind of I was worried, even though I went with my heart that time. Boots was always the team that matches up with them pretty well. They played them six times before, and they've only beaten them once. And uh, that's what it turned out to be, dude. I think San Diego Loyal finished with like eight guys. Three of them got red cards at the end. It's kind of one more red card. I think that the, the referee had to would have had to call the game and forfeit. And stuff that like was that. pretty so, wild yeah, to like, see eleven on eight, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad the coach for Oakland. There wasn't a lot of time left. I'm glad the coach for Oakland put the brakes on them, but they could have scored like another three goals if they wanted to. But it's like yeah. the ending, great season, back to back playoff se- seasons. And uh, we'll see if Landon Donovan wants to come back because I know he's getting offers from Major League Soccer. Yeah, and, and you know, it's not like he doesn't have the, the, a huge name. So I, I would imagine he can do what yeah. he needs to do and, and go where he wants to go. Yeah. And hopefully he'll stay. But the bottom line is they've made some great progress, haven't they? Uh, the San Diego Loyal, yeah. a little time they've been around. Yeah, now there's talk about a Major League Soccer team. There's rumors that San Diego Loyal might get bumped up if there is a – a uh, bid that's approved for Major League Soccer in San Diego. Now that the San Diego Wave have uh, are playing in the um, you know Snapdragon Stadium, they fill it up every game. So, so yeah, if that rumor turns out to be true, and San Diego Loyal that's already been here three years brings their whole following and all supporters groups to the games, they'll fill up that stadium easily for each game for Major League Soccer. And what oh, a yeah, crazy what, what, what a- for the Major League Soccer, dude. What a difference between the two stadiums that would be for him, you know? I don't know how, how uh, old Torero Stadium is, but it's been around for a while, and, it, and it's, you know... It's, oh, yeah, it's been around since the school was It's a Division like three school soccer field. That's yeah. what it is, so, you know. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about it. We've got, the, we've got two teams left. Uh, no surprises. However... San Antonio got there a lot easier, right, than 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 Louisville. The Louisville had to go with extra time and penalty kicks, right, to get through um, against the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Whereas San Antonio, they beat Oakland. You know, Oakland beat San Diego. They came uh, three to nothing. San Antonio beat them three to nothing. Then they beat the next team two to nothing, right? And now they're there, and they haven't given up at a goal. It's kind of hard to see them not being the favorite. Finished with the best record, most points in the regular season. And that's why they got home field advantage. And um, but yeah, dude, it's like Santon is one of those crazy defenses, man. Like they get a goal on you early, dude. They'll like put. I mean, 
you can't break through their defense and they're going to kill you with the counterattacks and just like turn it into a three or four goal game and stuff like that. So they're definitely the favorite. I don't know what the current odds right now in terms of a straight bet, but uh, yeah, it's one of those games that Louisville City is just happy to be there in the final because last year they lost on the, literally the last play of the game in the semifinal against Tampa Bay Rowdies, the team they eliminated this time in the semis. And it was one of those things that stuck in the back of their head. They're probably like the worst feeling in the world. Like literally the referee was about to blow the whistle and they let one more play go. And they, that's when they gave up the goal and they, and they lost after that. So, but yeah, Louisville is still riding that, uh, that emotional high from there. I, I want to root for them. You know, I think that, no, that, that'd be a good Cinderella story to have. Uh, Louisville finally won the championship that I think they won it in 2017. But yeah, man, I, I can't root it. I mean, San Antonio is like a complete team. I'm, I'm sure they can give a run to any major league soccer or Liga MX team right now. They're playing so well. And um, and they're playing at home, obviously, in front of the home crowd. I just can't find any angle where I can give Louisville City the victory for this one. I think they'll keep it cool for a while. But I think uh, San Antonio is going to score in the second half and they clamp down on their defense and they're going to cl- win a close one. Uh, I think they're going to score 1-0 and then at the end they're going to put away an insurance goal when uh, Louisville is going to be desperate to score and there'll be a 2-0 final for San Antonio as they won the championship. Yeah, yeah they just do. They just, they look. You're absolutely right. They, they look like the best team. That's yeah. the way I would lean. I did check to see, you know, the, the USL, because it, it's just a little bit lower, though they're, they have odds on the games, they're not coming out early with them, so I didn't I wasn't able to see. But I would imagine there'll be a, a pretty solid 2 to minus 2 to minus 300 favorite in this game, right? Yeah, I would definitely take San Antonio and the under, whatever the under is, probably two and a half or three or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, my man, looking forward to it. And, and again, when we talk again, the, the next time we talk, we're going to be getting closer to the, the round robin stage. Remember, uh, with the teams that we think are going to win, uh, until you get to the knockout stage, uh, th- these games are just mere formalities in a lot of cases, right? Yeah, exactly. So we'll see how it goes. Tough group for the U.S. They got uh, England. Was playing well. They made it to the uh, European Cup final. They got Iran. That's always a tough matchup for anybody. And they also got Wales with Bale, who scored the goal, the game winner, or the game tying goal in the MLS final for LAFC. And they won it on penalty kicks. So that was a crazy final if you saw the MLS final, Philadelphia Union. So, yeah, that'll be a tough group for them to get out of, but they could. And uh, they got Pulisic, obviously. So, and Mexico is going to be another tough group to get out of. They got Argentina, they got Poland, and they got Saudi Arabia. So, See if there's a Cinderella story between one of those two teams, and then we'll go from there. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I got money on my mind. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. We've got Chris Dahlhauer from the MD's Fantasy Show. Now, Chris, you got to admit, when it comes to gummies, vegan-free is probably not what you're looking at and it's the main decision-maker, but I'll take it whenever I can, right? Everybody's trying to do something to be healthy. I mean, they have the different sodas that they have, you know, diet soda, so is that still good for you necessarily? Hey, I don't care. What I care about is I like the idea of not sticking on things. Uh, you know, it definitely gets hot or cold sometimes different places, so having that non-meltable brand, I like that idea. Yeah, really cool you got to think that this water brand, they've got some pretty good scientists going there because again i've been dealing with a lot of gummies from a lot of different companies they all melt so not having it melt is pretty cool and you know we're we're in southern california so it's not like even in winter time you know it could be 80 degrees in winter time you know and and, you know you, you go to that's the other aspect because you know with with gummies and edibles you gotta know your number because, you know, there's no going back. Once you put it in your mouth and you eat it, there's no going back. If you take too many milligrams of THC, and you see, if you smoke some really strong stuff, you can wash your face, right? Go outside and get some fresh air. You'll be okay. If you eat 37 milligrams of gummies and your number is 25 milligrams, you're in a little bit of trouble because there's no way you're getting that. You're, you're going to have to ride that high out for a while. So it really is important when they... You get two tens that they stick together because they're melted. Then you know, you know what? You've got to you know like measure it to figure out which is half. And I could tell you a couple stories. You probably have them too, where you were with people that had just a little too much edible. And there's some funny stories that come from it. Definitely had occasions where people have had edibles. And you talked about not knowing your threshold. I I was kind of 
explored that threshold myself before, but this, these people uh, wanted to go to the hospital because they could feel their heart, they could feel their body, never had that body high before. So sometimes that just freaks people out, and that's definitely something if you have an edible, you're not just always ready for. So, yeah, you make a great point, Chaz. I mean, having something that doesn't necessarily melt too, too, too much doses together, but just the stickiness of it all. I mean, I don't want to deal with something that's going to be sitting there licking my hands off. I want to be able to enjoy it. Yeah, no doubt about it. It really did. That looked very scientific. Uh, uh, you know, a little, a little uh, high tech actually was that that spot for Warner Browns. But I'll give you a quick story before we get into the games because my story involves. I was at a bar and this girl comes in with no shoes, and she was obviously high. And after finding that out after the fact, what happened is she yeah, she she ate too many edibles. She was at the beach, and. The surf came in and took her shoes. So she walks in the bar. The bartender says, hey, lady, you can't come in here with no shoes. And she yells out, the ocean took my shoes. <laughs> yeah, let's slide over from knowing your numbers with edibles to knowing your numbers with sports betting. Because it really is. You know, the point spread, as I've said many times before, it's Satan. It's an evil, evil uh, uh, design some Bad men somewhere came up with point spreads. But, you know, we're talking some college. We're going to talk some pro. And no matter what you're talking, when it comes to sports betting, that point spread is, is something you gotta you got to talk about. How often do you do the money lines? You know, where you're saying, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm worried about the points. Let me, let me play straight. So that's mostly what I've done most of my betting career, Jazz. Not that I have a career necessarily, um, but you know, most of the times I've been betting but I appreciate having you on our MD's Fancy Football Show when you come in on Friday show and you kind of share some of the insights about, you know, you hate your point spreads and you hate the Vegas point spread and you kind of share the knowledge about that this isn't something how you could just necessarily use to win money. So for myself, I thought that was pretty much the best way to kind of bet on things. If I had a good feel on somebody, I had to spread, I was what I bet on. But learning about, you know, betting on different halves, looking at the spreads differently, you know, this, this team's trending different ways, using your data that usually you share with us, um, that stuff really helps, you know, kind of guide you with when it comes to how do you play the spread in your favor, even if it's not necessarily the numbers you like, still finding something in the game that you might like. Yeah, just think about it. We're, we're, we do our show Friday nights, and by the time Sunday comes, on our three-teamer, the me, you, and Dan's three-teamer, oh, my God, every single week almost the lines have changed. Yeah, I mean, you see them shooting all over me. Just this week, I've seen numbers jump all over since the beginning of the week till the end of the week. So that's definitely something to kind of keep in mind. But I also think, Chaz, you know, it's also something you can take advantage of sometimes, too. Uh, we've seen different trends where, you know, maybe Vegas hasn't caught up with something particularly, or maybe they haven't necessarily reacted to something. Um, so sometimes you can jump on a spread, you know, early or late and make advantage, take advantage of that as well. No, no doubt about it. I, yeah, there's sometimes, I mean, I, I tell the story a lot. I was in a room with a guy. We we had the separate teams. He had team A. I had team B. We both lost. How does that would Well, because the line moved and the number, you know, he had three. I had four and a half. It landed on four. We both lost. So it is a, it's a brutal thing. So let's do this. Let's talk about a couple of your college games. We'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little about uh, the pro games. And then, you know what? Uh, we could tease some of the stuff uh, uh, that we talk again Friday night because this show comes out Saturday morning. So for these people, it'll, they'll be getting it twice. So let's talk some college yeah. football. Sounds good. So I'm going to give you one of my games, one of your lock bets of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with some of the spreads and some of the numbers that kind of stood out to me because it's kind of black and white in my, my opinion. Um, so I'm looking at the Illinois-Purdue game. Uh, the, the spread six and a half. Uh, Illinois, you know, until recently, have been one of the teams that could be possibly representing the Big Ten in the conference. I know Ohio State kind of cooled those those trends in a sense. But Illinois got a great defense. Purdue's Got a good quarterback, hasn't really you know shown much offensively for the last few weeks now. Has been good as expected. I think this spread's kind of reflective of you know the, the rivalry more so than what you're going to see on the field. And I love Illinois, and I love Illinois with six and a half. What a great season they're having, huh? Just amazing. I they mean, are. Consider, they've been really good. Yeah, they, they, they were rock and roll. I mean, they, they, they lost to Syracuse, who we know now is not a schmuck team, you know. Uh, Wisconsin normally whacks them, and they just didn't show up. They didn't show up against Iowa, um, but you know that happens, and that's the one thing. And, and I think Chris, that's the difference in college between the teams that are perennial winners and the teams that have a good season is knowing how to win when you're supposed to win. Absolutely, I also think it's style of play. Um, you know, Iowa's been playing the ugly style of balls for a long time. Illinois kind of prides themselves on their defense. That's what they're kind of been riding their, you know, riding their curtails off of of this entire season when that wasn't kind of what you can kind of turn to. I was been defensive oriented 
willing to punt and play field position for the last what decade now on our friends. So I think we look at the teams, it's a different matchup versus Purdue. Let's just spread you out, try to attack you, which is going to be a good matchup for this Illinois team that can get some turnovers, get some sacks. And I think that could take advantage of offensively as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. What's another game? So the other game that spreads a little higher than maybe what you're getting excited about, but I think it's still a great spread to kind of ride this one. And I'm going with Tennessee 20 and a half over Missouri. I know Missouri had some you know, games where they were close to some of the teams like Georgia, for example, earlier in the season. But let's not forget and lose sight of the fact that Georgia kind of plays to its competition. They toy with people until they decide they want to turn it on. Tennessee's got to kind of prove something, especially to the committee. We saw after their loss this past week, they kind of dropped in you know, the, champ- the, ch- the chance to make to the bowl games um, in that NCAA tournament at the end of the season. Um, and I think Tennessee's got to basically impress the committee the rest of the, you know, the rest of the year to kind of earn themselves in. That means they got to win big and they got to win a lot. So playing Missouri is a team that hasn't been that great this year, a team that I think Tennessee is going to kind of get right with. This offense is, you know, have been averaged about 46 points a game. I think it's going to get right at this game. 20 and a half points is not enough for you know, that team. I love Tennessee 20 and a half. Would you not think Tennessee's got to feel a little bit embarrassed because they were number one, they were riding high, they were scoring a lot of points a game, right? They were putting up 30 and 40 points like it was nothing. And then Georgia just did what Georgia does to them. Uh, you got to think that they're going to take it out on the next couple teams they play against. Well, I'll give you a great example. You know, out your way there, Chaz, right above your state is Oregon. Oregon got thrashed by, you know, by Georgia early in the season has produced 40 point games since then and just been blowing everybody else out. But Georgia's defense is not a joke. They make everybody look pedestrian. So I think that's the part, you know, Tennessee's going to kind of get back on track. You might have lost sight of that. Tennessee's offense is really good until except for this past week. Oregon would love to get another matchup with Georgia. They did. They were not ready, and, and they have gelled since then. Now they are. They are very, very good on offense. Whether or not they're going to get that chance, we'll see. But I think that would be one of the best. We always get some kind of rematches usually in the uh, playoffs because there's only the four teams, and there's usually a couple SEC teams. But that would be to me a perfect way to see uh, if these two teams are really what we are by seeing Georgia and Oregon play again. How it's set up now with the playoffs, it could happen. It could definitely be a matchup that you can see throughout the playoffs. You know, if, if Oregon's to be able to make it and take advantage of the Pac-10 championship, they have a decent position to do so. Yeah, One thing I will about- say, be careful what you wish for, because Georgia, I think, also shows you they make everybody look bad, and everybody's good versus everybody else. Like I said, Tennessee was killing people. Oregon's a good team. It's Georgia's defense is the truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, and think what they did. They Their whole defense went to the pros. They restocked with all the guys underneath, and it took them two or three weeks, right? They In the first two or three weeks, they weren't looking like a dominant team, but that's all it took them. Absolutely. And then the offensively, you know, we focus much on the defense. It's a kind of matter of sense of Ben, it's not going to be a pro necessarily, but he wins games and he has playmakers. Their tight end room could be all in the NFL, on top of the defense being in the NFL. They have five of the top 10 tight ends who are rated, and not all of them can play necessarily, but five of the top 10 tight ends for the next two years NCAA for that coming out of the draft. So that just shows you how much depth and positions they actually can do if they decide to kind of put it up offensively, which we've seen them do sometimes. So that's where I think Georgia kind of catches people. The defense kind of keeps, keeps library's attention. That offense comes out and gets the haymaker. Yeah, and, and again, the other aspect of it is when your team keeps going off the field three and outs because your defense is good, then the other team's defense, you know, when your time of possession is 35 to 25, it's a tough way to win a ball game. Yeah, I don't know which defense you see out there, in the, out there though. No, 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 no. That's it. That, and, and that was exactly the comment we, we said is that Oregon's not getting any practice against a good defense because <laughs> they're in the Pac-12. And they... I, I don't know. It's like, you know, you know, ties are optional at some events. Defense is optional in the Pac-12. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when we come back for a break, we're going to talk some NFL with Chris from the MD Show here on Sports Betting Weekly on Wake and Bake. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly here on Wake and Bake. Now, Chris, we were talking about the, the gummies from Wana Brands, and the, the spot really was, it's just a great little video. I love it. And I told them that. I said, you know, I see a lot of videos, and they don't do anything for me in terms of the product. You know, they don't, they don't make me laugh. They don't, they, a lot of times, you know, I just scratch my head and said, what the hell they were thinking, and who proved that, you know? But they, I thought they did a great job with their spot. I think absolutely. One of the things that stands out, so we talked about you know, the other segment, Chaz, you know, the, the melting part. The 
the fact that stores can, you know, as it becomes more legal throughout the country and more becomes more recreationally opportunities arise, having a good brand such as this and having a good product such as this can make it more accessible throughout the country that people can actually purchase things that aren't melting. I know, I don't know how you've dealt. I have, I've bought in cheap chocolate, as I call it, the cheap peanut butter knockoffs, for example. Reese's don't melt that much. They used to make fun of you. Reese's melt in your mouth, not in your hand. But it's the same kind of deal. I used to, when you buy a cheap Reese's or cheap peanut butter cup and see how the difference is. So having a good product gummy is definitely worth it. Yeah, and, and uh, really now in the industry, the, the cannabis industry, in any dispensary you go to, there's just there's so much competition out there, but they're not, they are. What a great line, right? But they're not all created equal. There's no doubt about it. All right, so let's do this. When we talk on Friday, we're going to have um, our, our three-teamer, and what it'll be is our, our three best bets. And you know what? If we can get Dan to stop picking the Packers, we're going to do okay. I really believe he, he might need to get counseling or something because he's just not getting it. Brett Favre sat in front of us after week three and told the, told the world our team stinks. We're not very good and we're not going to win if we keep playing like this. And they've done it every single week, right? Every single week they're favored. Every single week they lose. The Packers hit an all-time low. I think losing to Detroit, I... I I empathize with Dan because it's hard to pick against a Green Bay team. We've seen Aaron Rodgers own Detroit when own Chicago. That's like the only give me's anymore. You thought Detroit was a give me. That fifteen and nine game just was was just painful to watch. Yeah, well, yeah that was sad. That's what right? Did he use this? Did he say something last year when he scored? Remember into the camera he said, "You're oh, I own you, know, Chicago." Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. I own you. Yeah. All right, let's so, so 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 are either of these games we're talking about? Are either of these games going to be discussed um, as one of your best bets tomorrow? Well, there's a good chance that one of them could be. We usually talk about our parlays and for our lock bets, but I think that we will cover all the bets. So we're, I'm sure that we'll have opinions. Some of these will be shared. Um, but right, I think so, the so, ultimate so, ones. So I'm let's lock pick on. your brain. Let's pick your brain. All right. Well, the one I like that we'll see that can probably be a challenge on this show that I'm curious to see what your numbers and what your pick on. So I'm going to go with your hometown area and the San Diego Chargers. We talked about this team before taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I looked at this spread. The 49ers are favored by seven. I understand the 49ers and the Chargers are at different places in perception wise. The Chargers are banged up. We lost the receivers. Um, Justin Herbert's not playing as well. The 49ers added Chris McCaffrey. But I don't remember that Chiefs game recently. The 49ers got kind of exposed, in my opinion. And I think that's going to happen again. They cannot beat good quarterbacks. And I don't think they can beat quarterbacks handedly. So the seven-point spread's more of my concern. I think the Chargers in the upset, I wouldn't necessarily – we probably talk about this on Friday's show, about what I think I'd you know, lock on that straight-up bet. But I would have to take the spread of seven and a half – or seven, I'm sorry, and the Chargers – will definitely be able to cover that game. The 49ers are not going to beat anybody, especially the San Diego Chargers by seven points and a good quarterback. Um, I think this is a game that Vegas is setting people up for, and I like it. Well, that kid is a good quarterback. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, he's doing things, right, that that the names, when they say he the last person to do this was a great name, you know you're pretty good. And he's done like three or four of those things. And, you know, I've told you guys, when we did our, our, our very first show of the year, we and I, I've, I've still got all the notes from it. We went through every division, and I ended up going with that four-team parlay for the four divisions. And I have the Rams, who you know they still have a shot, but it's they they need San Francisco to lose a couple games. So I'm on. I'm I'm going to be <laughs> hard. I'm going to be rooting hard for your play on that one. Give me give me one more. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be straight up, like I said, but I think that definitely that spread is too high. But I think that's going to be could be a field goal, going to be a split. The other one I like a lot is the other lock bet of the week is Buffalo three and a half over Minnesota. Um, this is a one that's kind of jumped all over. I think it was eight and a half to start the week. I'm not really sure why it's shifting all over different books. You can get different numbers, different books, but three and a half for me is a fantastic number for Buffalo. This team had been pummeling teams. Now I know as of recently, the offense hasn't been kind of clicking and people have questions whether Josh Allen is going to play or not. That defense is really good. The Vikings don't put anybody away. The last six games that they've won have been by one touchdown or less. So when you look at that spread, Buffalo means this is basically a pick 'em game. I think the Vikings are going to are a tough matchup for this Viking. I mean, tough matchup. Sorry, I think Buffalo is a tough matchup for the Vikings team that isn't really good defensively. You can expose them. You can throw the ball on them. I don't think it's going to be Case Keenum. I think Josh Allen will be the quarterback. Even if Case Keenum is the quarterback, I still think that they can cover. They dropped four points because he's supposedly injured. But you made a great point. This is the number one defense last year. 
They have not allowed anybody to get 22 this year. Not one team has scored 22 points on them. They gave them 21 to Miami in that loss. And we remember that was, you know, Miami was, was playing pretty good at that time. They gave up 20 to Baltimore when they beat them. They gave up 20 to Kansas City. They held Kansas City to 20. If you could hit, think about that. If you could hold Kansas City to 20, you could hold anybody to 20. So then you got to just, you got to score 24 to cover. Yeah, I think that's the big thing to kind of lock on to. Absolutely. When you can lock down the you know, elite quarterback, you're not facing elite quarterback in Kirk Cousins. And that guy who definitely, when he sees pressure, turns the ball over and gets a little happy feet out there. So this Viking team hasn't been scoring much over 20 uh, this entire season. So I like that number. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and, the, and the beauty of it is whether or not he plays or he doesn't, the line is what the line is. So you want to hop on it at three and a half if you can. There's no doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, that's what we talked about earlier. You know, we talked on the show. What's my opinion on those numbers? And those, these are the games where sometimes I don't love the lines, but this line, when it's got a chance to kind of hit on it, hit on it when you can. Remember, when you get a chance, hit your dispensary, grab some water gummies, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much, Chad. Have a good one. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. If you're looking for more winners in your life, well, who isn't? You've come to the right place. It's more winners with Mo from the Mo Radio Show. You know, Mo, I haven't talked to you uh, on the air for a couple weeks, but uh, it's been a crazy NFL season, hasn't it? You think that things are normal for once in the NFL, and all of a sudden everything goes haywire in a couple of weeks, and uh, it's uh, it's a crap show for some teams, and for some teams, uh, you know, life's pretty good. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but normally, you know, there's the there's the the bell curve in the NFL. There's about five teams that suck. There's about five teams that are great, and everybody else is in the middle. This year, it's not even like that. I mean, it's just a couple of teams up top and a couple in the bottom, and everybody's just four and five and five and four. Yeah, you know, there are some bright spots though. I mean, I think Detroit was better. Uh, last week, you know, we I think we may have seen the coming out party for Justin Fields a little bit. But, you know, as we've seen quarterbacks that run a bunch, uh, that doesn't seem to last in the NFL. But uh, the kid was finally fun to watch uh, last week for the Bears. So there's some bright spots in the division, but uh, I don't think anybody's catching Minnesota unless we see one of the, the most epic collapses we've ever seen. Oh, it would have to be meltdown. No doubt. Oh, big time. Who's worse off right now? The Colts at Vegas, but that's where they're going this week. So what's going to happen? For me, this one's a toss-up. I mean, the Colts have played so bad. Uh, well, they're, they're 1-8 and eight against the spread. So if you hopped against them early, you're loving the Colts right now. Right. Yeah, 100%. But if you've tried to take some of these bigger point spreads, thinking the Colts were going to win games, uh, you've been sorely mistaken. I took the Colts plus, uh, what was it? Uh, six last week, seven, and and got my face kicked in. So uh, against the spread, I I don't see how in good faith I can pick the Colts. I'm going to take the Raiders to cover this week. I I think there's too many good players, and the Raiders will get it figured out just because they're playing the inept Colts this week. I've given up on the year. I've started cheering for the Lions. There you go. (laughs) We'll talk about Billy Billy Elvis' team in the next segment. You're listening to More Winners with Mo from the Mo Radio Show here on Wake and Bake. We'll be right back. Yeah, so anyway, we've got the World Cup coming up. And as you know, I've got a Germany future bet sitting in my pocket. I actually have two of them because I'm going to do one of them on prop swap when Germany makes it to the the knockout stage. But Germany's in the news this week for an NFL game, right? They are. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping one day to be able to uh, cash a ticket like uh, Mattress Mac did on the uh, World Series. I'd love to pull down $75 million on some future bets. No, that, uh, was, that, was, that was some serious ticket action, too. Remember, he met, he had across the state line, right? He met, he met somebody from one of the sports books in the parking lots <laughs> with, a, with a briefcase of $2 million or something. I, I would love to be able to bet like that. Uh, you know, and I'd like to bet that uh, on uh, on uh, and maybe this game in Germany. You know, Tom Brady played terrible for most of the game last week, but uh, pulled it out when it, uh, when it meant something and, and passed Peyton Manning to have the most fourth-quarter comebacks of any quarterback uh, in an NFL history. Uh, and that's just what he does, like it's no big deal. Uh, his uh, ex, soon-to-be ex-wife, Giselle Bunchen, just bought a uh, house on the same street as Tom Brady right across the uh, little canal there. Uh, uh, where he's building his new house down in Miami. So, I, uh, you know, it's, uh, 
things aren't terrible for Tom. Uh, but, you know, man, there's something about the Seahawks team that's just kind of fun to watch. You know, we watched, uh, you know, 10 years ago when Geno Smith, uh, you know, got mad and, 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 you know, stormed out of the draft and fell to the second round and, uh, you know, finally makes his way out to be a backup all these years in Seattle. Now Russ is gone, signs a huge contract. Denver sucks. And, you know, he's one of the top rated passers now in the NFL. Uh, you know, as much as my wife dislikes Pete Carroll, uh, this team's pretty fun. Uh, you know, I love Kenneth Walker. Uh, I loved him last year at Michigan State. Uh, the guy just runs like a freight train. Uh, is great in fantasy. And, and you know, the Seahawks team uh, has been winning me some money. So as much as, as it's hard to go against the GOAT, uh, I'm taking – I'm putting my money on Seattle this week, dude. I, I like I like Seattle. They're used to traveling, you know, all across the country from that far corner. Uh, it doesn't seem to bother them. They don't seem to give a damn that uh, that Geno Smith is their starting quarterback, and they're just playing for him. And I, I, I like this. I like the Seattle team. They're fun. Another early game Sunday, one o'clock Eastern. Two teams that are thirteen and three between them: Minnesota and Buffalo. Now we've got a quarterback that might be hurt. He may not be hurt, but the line sure did thinks he thinks he's hurt. Well, here's what I like, though, is that the guy who's backing him up is Case Keenum, who had that fantastic season for Minnesota a couple years ago uh, before, you know, Kirk Cousins came in, got onto the playoffs through that uh, prayer against the Saints uh, that won him that playoff game. Uh, you know, Case Keenum's a guy with a lot of experience. Uh, you know, if I'm Buffalo, I might seriously consider sitting Josh Allen this week and just giving him some wrestling like Case Keenum, uh, you know, take uh, take over at quarterback but here's the thing about this buffalo team in this you know even though they blew one late to the jets last week because you know Allen missed some of that game their defense is, is really really good so you look at a team like like minnesota though they've tried to give this these games away uh towards the end of the game a couple of times justin jefferson fantastic as always dalvin cook still putting up numbers there adam thielen is is gonna play he was questionable uh after getting injured late in the game last week he's gonna play i, I made some money on the Jets last week, beating Buffalo. If you got on this game early, uh, you know, it was better for you. As you said, the line has adjusted like Josh Allen's not going to play. Uh, I think I'm going to take Minnesota this week uh, uh, again. Uh, you know, I've been making some money with them. I'm going to take Minnesota again, even though they are playing Buffalo and uh, and keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, Minnesota's playing well on both sides of the ball. And, and, and I'm you know, Case Keenum is Case Keenum. He's, you know, decent quarterback, but he's not Josh Allen. No, because Josh Allen, when you're playing him, your defense has to be on their toes at all times. That's why he's so successful, I think, with his receivers, because the guy is, you know, not a running quarterback, but boy, he gets going. And, you know, he's one of the leading receiver, leading rushers in the league this year because the guy can run and he's a big, hard body to it's take like down. He's like a fullback. He really is. He runs like a fullback. He doesn't go, to, you know, they talk about uh, Lamar Jackson, get him out of bounds, but, but Lamar Jackson don't run people over. Josh Allen runs people over. We talked about earlier when this happens and when the quarterbacks run a lot, these injuries to these elbows happen too, you know? So, uh, I, I, like I said, I love Josh Allen. I wish he was an Indianapolis Colt. The guy's got heart, man. And, and last week after the game, when the game's over, his first words of the press conference was, boy, I suck today. And I like a guy who takes, you know, it, it, it takes it on himself like that. Uh, I, I love the kid. I, I like this Buffalo team. They're a lot of fun. But, man, it, it's going to be – I have a feeling this game, if – if Josh Allen does play, it's going to be a shootout. If Case Keenan plays, I think you're going to see Minnesota probably take a 10-point win. There you go. All right, we'll, we'll, uh, as always, we'll take your winners. We'll get more of them, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, bud. Thanks again for joining us here on Wake and Bake. Uh, you know, listen to these guys. They know what they're doing. They'll win you a lot of money, and then you can take your money and go to your dispensary. And it's free marijuana, free gummies, nothing wrong with free stuff. Always be cashing. The Worldwide Sports Radio Network.